Okay, um, good morning or afternoon or evening if you're listening to this. Um, we're back on the FitSS podcast series. It's quite a change today. So um, we've not got Mr. Gany K with the intro. It's, uh, it's me, Tom, your favourite um, voice <laughs> on the air. And I'm actually here with um, an athlete in the gym at Peter Milam, also the chair of, of Rosemary Cancer Foundation. We're talking today um, all about... Peter's role in, a, in Rosemary Cancer Foundation, all the work that um, goes on and how that all links into the uh, upcoming fundraiser. So Peter, if you'd like to introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about um, your role as chair of Rosemary. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, I originally got involved with the uh, uh, what was then the Lancashire and Lakeland Cancer Care Foundation because I happen to know the chairman of the uh, health Trust, the um, uh, Lancashire Teaching Hospital Trust, uh, who is the late Brian Booth. And Brian and I uh, used to uh, have lunch together uh, every six or eight weeks, something like that. And one day after a very good lunch and a couple of drinks, he said to me, uh, we are uh, founding a cancer care foundation and we've spent quite a lot of money on um, uh, promotional material with uh, an outfit in Manchester and it's cost a great deal of money and I would like to uh, see what you think of it. Uh, I was then a director of a, a local company Liquid Plastics Limited and uh, I was the marketing director so I had quite a lot of involvement and, exper and experience in promotional activity and marketing in general. I uh, went to have a look at this material from this Manchester outfit with, uh, with Brian and uh, I uh, said to him well maybe this is not the way that uh, we would have done it which of course then led me open to the question, left me open to the question of well how would you have done it and uh, anyway we, uh, I had a word with my colleagues and uh, we decided we'd uh, have a go and uh, see what we could come up with. And it was interesting at the time to uh, take uh, almost one of our competitors in, in, in the big city of Manchester on to see how we would fare with, with ideas. And the first thing that struck us, given that uh, Manchester had uh, Christie's and uh, uh, the Wirral had uh, Clatterbridge, and then we had the Lancashire and Lakeland Cancer Care Foundation, which was one big mouthful. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, it was suggested by me and my team that we should change the name. And uh, we eventually selected the Rose from Lancashire, of course, uh, and the Lakes from the Lake District, and it became Rosemere. Uh, and that uh, was approved by the, uh, the Trust Board, and it's been the Rosemere Cancer Care Foundation ever since. Uh, I was then uh, invited to uh, join the the board of Rosemere, and because of other involvements, uh, I was, as I've said, the director of Liquid Plastics Limited. I went on to become the national president of the British Chambers of Commerce, and I was involved in a lot of other things at the time. And I really didn't have the time to devote to any large extent to uh, Rosemere. Uh, anyway, I uh, because I believe in the cause, and I, it's rather like uh, uh, any form of salesmanship. If you don't believe in the product, you're never going to sell it. Mm. So uh, I do believe in uh, in in uh, uh, cancer treatment and diagnosis and, and care, and I was pleased to, to get involved. 
And over the years, it was a peripheral involvement, and uh, I worked with some uh, very good and very inspired people who raised a great deal of money. And if you look at the position of, uh, of Rosemere now, it is one of the leading cancer treatment and care facilities in the country, and it's achieved this in just over the last 20 years. And of course, it is uh, now I've become the chairman, uh, because I have the time now to do it, uh, I went on to uh, uh, look at ways of raising money. And sometimes I'm invited to go and uh, uh, make speeches, and I always dwell on the fact that I believe, and it is, Rosemere uh, is the, at the very leading edge of cancer technology. Now, it's got to remain there. And there are two reasons for this. One is that uh, it gives the very, very best facilities and care and treatment to the patient. Uh, and given that uh, uh, Preston is the regional hospital, so it is right that it should be uh, where it is, Rosemere that is. And secondly, because uh, it ensures that we get the best quality of oncologists, doctors, nurses, and support staff, because many of them are young and building careers, and they want to build a career uh, in a unit which is at the very leading edge of technology. Now that having been said, uh, we then have to raise the money uh, to actually to keep it in this position. Uh, the NHS, of course, pay the wages and uh, they provide a great deal of money into Rosemere, but what we do is raise the money for the additional things that the uh, health service would not provide. And a good example is uh, a couple of years ago, we uh, raised uh, well over a million pounds to purchase a robot from America. And the robot facilitates uh, uh, treatment and uh, particularly operations, which would be difficult to um, be encountered and undertaken by a human oncologist. The robot, uh, given that it is more agile than possibly a human would be, means that the incisions and the, the, the cutting of the operation is much less invasive than otherwise it might be. And whereas originally somebody would come out with maybe a gash across their abdomen or whatever, uh, probably six or eight inches long, now that is reduced to about maybe two or even less inches. And that means that because the, uh, the, the, the cutting is um, uh, smaller uh, and it's less invasive, the recovery time is so much, so much quicker. At uh, so a recent function I was at for Rosemere, uh, there was a lady who husband used to work for us at Liquid Plastics and uh, she had a gynecological problem uh, and it was uh, undertaken by the, uh, uh, under the direction of course of an oncologist, uh, undertaken by the uh, robot and whereas formerly she would have been probably hospitalised for weeks and then taken further weeks to recover, she was back riding a horse within a fortnight. And it was absolutely amazing. The downside of all that is, of course, is the amount of money that it takes to buy things like robots and to bring the leading edge technology up to Rosemere. 
and to provide the very best facilities. Another example uh, is uh, that uh, when I first became the chairman, uh, I walked around the Ribblesdale Ward, which is the cancer ward. And that's something that uh, I am not able to do because, of course, of uh, confidentiality. Uh, confidentiality. Uh, and um, the, um, there was a young man uh, in, uh, uh, sitting in a bed looking very, very ill indeed. And it was quite upsetting to see a young man in this position. Uh, I'm not sure what the outcome was, but uh, it certainly was not good. And when I looked around the ward, it was depressing. It was not where one would want to be uh, in readiness to meet one's maker if, if that turned out to be the case. So the whole ward uh, has been completely refurbished at a very substantial cost to make it more friendly. Uh, it's a better atmosphere. Uh, and uh, if the patients are happier and more relaxed, even though they're terribly ill, it does lead on to quicker responses and quicker recovery. So that, again, is costing very substantial amounts of money. So when you add that to robots and to brachytherapy and all the rest of it, uh, we have to raise very often millions of pounds. In addition to all this, I should pay some, treat, uh, some tribute to the vast amount of uh, volunteers we have that raise a lot of this money. And we have some very hardworking, very dedicated people, and by job, are we grateful for it. Great, thank you, Peter. So that gives us a huge amount of background to, to the incredible work that, that Rosemary provide, all at the cutting edge from treatment to, to research and training and much more. So that um, slight noise you might have heard there in the background, we're now joined by um, Dan, I believe the Chief Officer yes, of uh, Rosemary Cancer Foundation. So um, Dan, again, if you'd like to introduce yourself and just tell us all about yourself and your role at Rosemary and um, particularly the challenges actually that Rosemary has faced given the circumstances over the last 12 months and how moving forward um, we can get involved with that so people listening at home. Yeah, sure, no, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, I'm Dan Hill, Chief Officer of the Rosemary Cancer Foundation. I've worked for Rosemary just short of 10 years now, so in a variety of different roles. So I've seen the, the growth and the development of the charity and the impact it makes over a long period of time. And it's been a very, very difficult 12 months. A lot of Rosemary's historical fundraising efforts have been linked to community and events fundraising. So people out in the community doing face-to-face -face activities, uh, social events, uh, taking part in Rosemere events. So we've got our Walk in the Dark, which is an annual event, which each year raises about £50,000, has uh, approximately 500 people taking part. So we lost a number of events of that nature. Uh, over the last sort of 12 to 15 months. So the impact of that has had a negative impact on our income and our ability to fundraise. But as Peter just alluded to, our supporters and volunteers have been absolutely amazing. They've really diversified their fundraising efforts as we have as a charity, as well as everybody's diversified their lifestyles. Uh, and so that sort of mitigated, uh, not to the full extent, but it certainly made up for some of the, the income we lost from our traditional fundraising methods. Uh, and only 10 days ago we had our first ever in-person event, Cross Bay Walk in Morecambe Bay, or across Morecambe Bay I should say. We had 300 people walking for Rosemere and to date that's raised around £10,000. So things are moving back in the right direction. 
we're planning for Walk in the Dark, which normally takes place in April each year to take place in, on the 4th of September this year. And I say fingers crossed if the roadmap continues as it is, that will be a, an event we can host. We're obviously constantly monitoring any potential changes to guidelines and restrictions, uh, obviously in adhering to them wherever possible, not wherever, wherever we have to, um, wherever it's needed. And we just encourage people to support Rosemere in whatever way they can. Uh, you know, it's pennies make pounds, so you don't have to make significant contributions. If everybody works together, it makes things a lot easier for, for cancer patients because the more money we, we raise, the more difference in impact we can make. And I don't know, Pinch Peter mentioned some of the services we've supported and without the support of the community and individuals across Lancashire and South Cumbria, we wouldn't be able to achieve the difference we make for local patients. Uh, and we want, you know, we aspire to, to do more as much as we possibly can. So the more support we get, the more differences we can make for patients. So it's a, a, a period of, at the moment, we're in a period of stabilisation, shall we say. So we've obviously stabilised from the impact of the, the pandemic. We've made plans to move forwards when it's possible to do so and step back in the right direction and hopefully revert back to our traditional or our historic fundraising income targets uh, and to make a significant difference for local patients. So, that's great. So um, certainly you, you both pushed on again the, how, how important the work Rosemere does is and how it's often community funding. Again, unfortunately, statistically, cancer affects almost all families or friendships in one way or another um, throughout one's life so again it's, it's a community cause and many people might have family members friends who've been supported by Rosemere and people around the world may have benefited from the research and the training that Rosemere provides so um, as a community how would um, Dan and Peter you, you suggest that the community can come together to support Rosemere from awareness to fundraising or anything else between I think there's there's so many different ways I mean at the moment we're restricted in what we can encourage people to do, uh, but when it is possible, if, if communities and friends and families can come together, wherever it be organised, a social event to celebrate a special occasion and support Rosemere in the process, uh, organise their own fundraising events and activities. So we've got a, a Rosemere supporter at the moment organising a charity football match. You've obviously got yourself taking on the free peaks, so it's, it's taking on a personal challenge maybe and getting friends and family to support uh, your efforts individually. Uh, volunteering your time so at some of the events we have or we have supermarket bucket collections when they're possible they're only possible when we have volunteers who support and offer their time to help us with those so really it's uh, getting in touch with Rosemere if, you, if you're keen and passionate and want to help us get in touch and one way or another we'll find a way you can help or support us or point you in the right direction uh, if you want to do some form of fundraising but you're not quite sure what uh, we, we have a partnership with a company that organises uh, climbs up Snowdon, that's uh, Snowdon, sorry, not Snowdonia, in Snowdonia, Snowdon in Snowdonia. Uh, so there's always something we can point you in the direction of. Skydives is another one which is quite popular and impossible to do at the moment. So if, if people want an extreme challenge, we've got the challenges of that nature, or we've got the more sort of sedate activities where you can, uh, for example, come to the charity football match, spectate all the ticket fees, the ticket prices, essentially a donation. Uh, or take part in events like Rosemary's Walk in the Dark. So it's really just sort of embracing the opportunities that are there. If you're not sure what you want to do, please just get in touch with us. Uh, visit our website, www.rosemere.org.uk or email us at rosemere.lthtr.nhs.uk and we'll get back in touch and support whatever your plans may be or if you're not sure what your plans will be, we can guide and advise you on that as well. 
I think it's worth mentioning uh, that um, uh, one in two people now uh, can, can contract cancer. Uh, and uh, uh, cancer, although it is still very, very serious, uh, it isn't necessarily now a death sentence and uh, uh, recovery figures are, are very, very much better than they were 10 or more years ago. Uh, uh, the, the other thing uh, is that uh, we don't expect uh, supporters and volunteers to actually do the, the, the big thing. Uh, and we would far better off a lot of people doing a little rather than just a few people trying to do a lot. And um, uh, skydiving was uh, just mentioned. I can tell you now, I've probably had enough by doing weightlifting down at the gym <laughs> through this young man who was sitting next to me. But if anybody wants to skydive, where the people to arrange it for you? That's all very true. <laughs> Excellent. So from there, we, we kind of covered how. Um, so anyone of, of any background, ability, and so on can get involved in Rosemary. It's important work they do all the way from incredible challenges like recently I've, I've forgotten the names but I believe two brothers did a national three peaks and cycle yes. between them so an incredible challenge of endurance and for those who are, are unable or don't wish to undertake such a challenge there's always the options of hosting social events like coffee mornings even volunteering becoming involved in such a, a great community I can speak from personal experience in my own fundraiser and challenge I'm running right now that the team at Rosemary really do go above and beyond to help you make the most of your fundraiser to raise as much awareness and funds for the foundation as possible. It couldn't be made easier to really push yourself out of your comfort zone to, to, to support a great cause and hopefully save and change lives through the, uh, the work they do. So um, on that note, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plug this here. So um, I'm uh, fundraising for Rosemary support the uh, foundation and in respectful memory of a close family friend, um, Bill Al Muller, who sadly passed of cancer fairly recently. I'll be undertaking the Yorkshire Three Peaks Challenge and um, a development on the original challenge was that I'm now doing it twice back to back, in which is due to us actually doubling the original fundraising target within the first, I believe, week. And that's in part due to the, um, the community and obviously the, the legacy that many people who remember Bill so fondly and wish to donate in uh, his memory. And secondly, I believe due to... Now, Julie, I hope you're listening to this. Julie Fountland from Rosemere. Her support has been absolutely invaluable in, in raising awareness and in spreading awareness all over the place about the fundraiser and about the great work that Rosemere do. I can say that before I actually um, have the privilege of meeting Peter and uh, coaching him his powerlifting, which is competing in next year, and it's going for British records the year after. I wasn't actually personally very aware, aware at all of, of Rosemere, you know, and, and the work they do. So even spreading awareness, actually share, sharing a post or liking Rosemere's social media pages, and just sharing an article here and there, you'd be surprised at how many people aren't actually aware of, you know, a, a nationally leading foundation creating such great work. So, um, on the note of fundraisers, um, Peter, I believe you might be running your own. It got mentioned to me the other day. Yes, um, I when I discussed uh, this weightlifting idea with uh, with my daughters and uh, the um, uh, the piece that appeared in the uh, Lancashire Post on the on the second of June, uh, I sort of raised an eyebrow at my age being. Uh, <laughs> being revealed to the whole county and beyond. But uh, uh, 
and I, I felt a bit uh, self-conscious about this actually that well can I do this and uh, uh, and then it was put to me well you're the chairman you should set an example and you, uh, and more people are going to look at you and uh, uh, be inspired rather than to poke fun because you uh, are the age that you are and uh, since I met up with the uh, with the team at um, uh, oh the gym the gym at the oh, gym um, yeah the gym at the, at the gym and particularly with um, uh, with Tom uh, I've rather surprised myself that uh, you know I'm uh, maybe not as bad as I thought it would have been Anyway, I've mentioned it to other people, and just speaking to somebody this morning, um, they said, well, of course you should do it, get on with it, and, uh, you know, uh, my, my checkbook is at the ready. Well, I hope it is, because uh, we, we, we desperately need the, the money to provide these wonderful services that we've just been talking about, so I'm all up for it, and uh, I, I really do hope I inspire one or two, dare I say, older people as well as the young ones to actually get up and have a go. So um, on that note, so um, yeah, Peter's uh, going to be competing at the end of the year in, in powerlifting, something that he's very, very new to in the Masters 4 category. And um, now Peter's very humble about this. I don't quite think he realises yet, but we're all incredibly impressed in the gym just with how um, naturally he's taken to it on a, on a, on a technical kind of you know, form level, absolutely excellent. And... Um, Again, I'll pro there'll probably be a later podcast or post on a, the, the, the fundraiser that I'm running's page at Three Peaks for Bill. Keep you updated later down the line. But um, so powerlifting and, and weightlifting, it is something that people uh, at all stages in life are completely capable of, all the way from youth to, to masters for. And uh, there's actually, I actually know personally quite a few uh, disabled people who are involved in weightlifting, powerlifting. Now, outside the context of obviously lifting a weight, I could harp on about that all day. Um, fundraisers are uh, great, so my, I obviously am a strong man and, and my cardio is quite shocking, but part of my taking the challenge was um, inspired by Peter, coming out of his comfort zone and really testing himself physically and mentally to learn something like powerlifting, which is very physically and mentally demanding. The, the fundraiser, if you'd like to undertake one, I'd really recommend it, is probably one of the, the best reasons to put yourself out of your comfort zone. And again, like powerlifting, something that can seem very daunting and difficult and maybe something that you don't feel like you can do at first and you've got the right people around you and a good reason to do it, suddenly you'll find that you're a lot more capable than you might initially think. So, um, just time-wise, to, to conclude, um, Peter, Dan, is there, any, is there anything you'd like people to take away from this, remember... At all. Just to reinforce what you just said, Tom, it's you know, I've done personal challenges for Rosemere as well, and I've, I've put myself out of my own comfort zone. Uh, one of them was running my first ever half marathon about 18, nearly two years ago now, the Great North Run. And I've never run more than a 10k before the event. I've not run, I've played sport regularly, cricket, football, um, so a bit like yourself, certain level of fitness, but in not necessarily suitable for endurance or distance running. Uh, put my mind to it in the space of eight weeks, did a short training programme. Before the run, the furthest I've actually run was 10 miles, so I thought it was only another 5k to go, it can't be that bad. Uh, but like I said, that positive mindset, that sort of motivation to raise funds for Rosemere, to justify my sponsorship, that really sort of pushed me along. Uh, completed in a respectable time, uh, but since then I've sustained the running and the training and I'm probably fitter than I've ever been from a cardiovascular perspective. 
and so yeah just just using things to motivate yourself uh, you know it might be a fitness thing it might be a physical thing it might be uh, an activity you do you know people love board games it might be you know we've had people who've done board game competitions we've had people do challenge themselves to do x amount of jigsaws in a set period of time so it doesn't have to be physical it can be anything you enjoy doing or you maybe not don't enjoy doing or you don't think you do but you challenge yourself and using that motivation to, to raise the sponsorship and and impel people to support your efforts as well and i think that's what peter's doing himself with obviously the, the powerlifting as well so it's, it's using something to motivate yourself and inspire yourself for the, the greater good not just for yourself but for for local cancer patients oh excellent that's great and uh, peter any, any comments to, to wrap this up um well, I'm happy to uh, to go along with all you've said about the, uh, the 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 weightlifting, and I I'm enjoying it. And you you've you you've introduced me to a completely new new way of life, almost Tom, and I'm grateful for that. So, going back to your early po- uh, point, maybe skydiving. Here I come. <laughs> Let's do it. So, thank you for everyone who's listening. Again, if you'd like to get involved um, with Rosemere, this can be anything from volunteering fundraising yourself, pardon me, or supporting a local fundraiser, i.e. myself and Peter's, which you'll hear a lot more about soon. Make sure that you're following Rosemary on social media to keep up to date with everything going on and all the opportunities to get involved for a great cause. And please, if you have the time, follow my own fundraiser on Instagram at 3 peaks for bill Even just sharing a post to your story really raises awareness for Rosemary and hopefully will lead to more funds being raised in support of the foundation. Thanks for listening.